Oh, it's all like marshy down here. Squidgy, squidgy, squidgy. I'm walking through like the, the bramble, the brambles and stuff here. Don't know what this is. I like the sound of walking. Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from SophieLawson.com and this is episode 177 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things and this isn't about the things episode little Dennis is with us today um, it's actually a walk and talk this one so I'm walk- at the moment I'm walking around Central Park it's called which is just just around the corner from where I live and on this one well little Dennis is with us so he will be getting us into this but at the moment he's in my bag <laughs> he's tucked up in my little bag at the minute because I've only got I've only got so many hands and what, I've, what I'm going to talk about in this one is I've got a bit out of, out of breath walking up the hill I love being out, outside it's like, um, well, this one here, this one here, I'm gonna, I've called it, I've got some notes and I've called it Selling Your Soul. Selling Your Soul. So this one popped into my head this morning because what happened was I listened to a podcast, the Ascend podcast with Dan Harrison, and he was talking about Satguri, how he had recently got himself jabbed <laughs> and got me thinking about something which is linked to the Matrix with the Oracle. So I might spoil the Matrix a little bit, but I'll try to... Really, the little bit I'll be talking about is to do with the Oracle. So it's not really that much of a spoiler, I would say. But that's basically that. The other things we could talk about is I feel like the Earth could be hell... Temptations with the devil. What what else is it? I'm going to talk about this thing I've been thinking about, which is... It's like, you feel like you're a circle when everyone else is a square. Or you're in a world of squares when you're a circle. So you don't feel like you fit in. So I'm going to talk about that as well. Also, I want to talk about studying. And studying and... How I want, I want to focus on spiritual things. It's quite hard to. It's quite hard to. It's quite hard to know what to do in life. That's what I'm finding. When you've got multiple things that you want to do. I'll tell you what I do love is birds flying around. For me, it's it's like freeing. I'm going to stand here for the moment. I like it here. So little Dennis is going to get us into it. Bong! So let's get into this one then. So, well, where do I start with this one? Let's start with Satguru. So what happened was, there's this bloke called Satguru who is like a, a spiritual teacher he's a master basically and he's given like loads of people advice very much like the Dalai Lama and Muji so Muji has always been 
Muji for me is like the ultimate. I've all, I've said before. I feel like Muji is is God in a human vessel. <laughs> Sounds cool, doesn't it? And I feel like it's like well, I thought like the Dalai Lama and Satguru were the same, but I never really connected with those two the same way as Muji. So what's happened is, when was it? it must be about two months ago. The Dalai Lama got himself jabbed, and then it was very shocking because I feel like a spiritual person should be pure. So that was a bit weird to me, but I thought, well, there's nothing. This that's the way it is. So you try not to judge. I think now what's happened is Sakuri's done it as well. So they're dropping like flies. <laughs> How mad is that? They're dropping like flies. And you sort of think, well, who's going to be next? I cannot believe that Muji... I cannot believe that Muji would let himself get jabbed. That's the thing. If Muji does, I feel like it's, it's game over then. But even then, I thought, well, even if everyone else does, doesn't mean you have to. So the reason this brings me into the Matrix is because in the Matrix, the Oracle... She basically lets herself get consumed by the virus, by Agent Smith. But in doing so, she ultimately is the thing that allows Neo... It's basically, she becomes like the ultimate test for Neo. Because it's basically Agent Smith as the Oracle. There's a little butterfly down here. Beautiful little butterflies. Funny thing about butterflies is they have eyes on their... Some of them look like they've got eyes on their wings. It's quite weird. And I've also thought before as well, if a butterfly didn't have wings, would we think it was a bit attractive? I feel like a butterfly is only pretty to us because it's actually got, like, wings. So in a weird way, we do sort of judge creatures based on their appearance. I've said that before, we like spiders. How do we know we think spiders are evil? But they might be like the kindest creatures on earth. So really we do actually judge based on appearances, which is a shame. So what happened in the Matrix was that this is my interpretation of it. The Oracle allowed herself to be taken over by Agent Smith, like the, the, the virus, because she knew that she would become the ultimate test for Neo. But she had such faith in Neo that that's why she did it. That was my interpretation of it. So I thought to myself, is it possible that the Dalai Lama and Satguru had done the same thing? They're sort of putting us through a test right now. So what they've done is they've allowed themselves to get... There's a load of people over there probably picking berries or something. <laughs> of course that. I thought, is it possible that what they've done is they've allowed themselves... Basically, they turned themselves into the dark side because they know that... Because I thought... What I thought to myself was, it's kind of like the ultimate test. You start seeing people like that doing it, 
if you still you've got you've got are you following your heart or are you following do you know what's going on in my head right now my head's saying um, this one's pointless maybe it is but I think maybe I'm going to record this one just for me I'm going to talk to myself now yeah I'm also a little bit nervous because I, I want to walk around down the path but I feel like there's too many people here today so uh, this is another thing I'm, I'm still aware of the fact that I've got lots of things to overcome and that's the thing basically my understanding is if you've if you leave this earth with unresolved issues I feel like you're going to be coming back so this is the thing if I let's say I for instance let's say for instance I did something I didn't want to do I know I would die with an unresolved issue there Whereas if I, if I followed my heart and true to myself and I died, I would die smiling, even if I was the only one. This is where it comes into that thing with the squares and the circles. I've always felt this my whole life. I always felt like I was a different shape to everyone else. Like, I always put that down to being transgender. I thought... Because, like, gender is such a big thing. But what I realised was, when I sort of accepted myself, my gender and that, I then realised I still felt like a different shape. <laughs> and what I've noticed is this thing that's going on at the minute with the world, it's really making me feel more and more like a different shape. Because what happens is you, the rest of the world seems to be asleep. That's what it feels like. I know there's a lot of people waking up, which is nice, but majority seem to be still asleep to what's going on. So it just makes it a bit hard sometimes, I suppose. And then, you, well, I do. I feel sometimes like the world is... I, say, I almost see the world as like a, a circle with a load of little circle shapes on it. And each human is a circle. Well, this is if you want to go into the, like what I would call, the sort of 1984 world, the dictatorship. So like, if you want to slot into that world, you become a circle. But if you've woken up, you're now a triangle. So you don't feel like you fit in. Which can be a little bit sort of, sad I suppose there's loads of butterflies out here today which is cool there's nice little trees I love trees I do I've always loved trees so the other thing is it's like I look at this as like the, they say about that thing with the devil so the devil tempts you yeah the devil tempts you with like these treats that's what it feels like at the minute what I'm noticing is a lot of things. Oh, yeah, a lot of things are, are getting hidden behind, hidden behind things. So it's like if you want to do something, you've got to do this other thing. Like if you want to go on, if you want to go 
Well, the one I noticed is this: if you want to say you want to go cinema or something to watch a film, you've got to, you've got to do that track and trace thing. So it's almost like you've got to. But that's the thing. This is the thing. That's, I love I love this. When I look at it, it's all free will because you have to be the one to say yes. I I allow myself to be tracked. I don't want to be living in a world where you're getting tracked and traced. But I think what's happened is, it's always been like that. It's just never really realised it until now. I want to get the courage to walk down the little path, because I love walking down that path. I'm going to do it. You go walk down the path. There's a little path. So you can actually watch this on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Sophie Lawson. At the moment, I've been walking around in circles. How cool is that? I've been walking around in circles physically, and I feel like my mind has been going around in circles as well. Basically, all I really want to say is, I feel like this earth is splitting into a negative and a positive. And if you don't do anything, you're going to be on the negative. That's what I think. So you've actually, to get on the positive, you've got to go against the vast majority and you're going to feel very, you're going to feel a lot of pressure. That's what I think. And it just reminds me so much of the Matrix. At the end of that Matrix, everyone's basically turned into an Agent Smith. So it ends up with just like Neo versus everybody. And the good, the, the truth always, the truth will always overcome the negative. Because it's the truth. It goes into this other thing I spoke about before, which is, it's one, it's, the way I see it, I feel like you have to talk about the earth in numbers. Because well, lang- language confuses things. So I see, I see the, I see the truth as numbers. And what I thought is, you've got, you've got positive and negative, but the, the source reality is a zero. Zero is not negative. It's not positive, but it's it's not negative. It's um, see, I can't explain. It. It's very hard to explain here. But because the source is a zero, it means the source is actually a positive because it's not negative. Because if it was a negative, it would have that little line in front of it to say it's a negative. So what that means is everything is based on not negative which I look at the zero as like the truth and at the moment I feel like the world has gone into a negative so I thought to myself is it possible that these Satguru and the Dalai Lama are playing playing the same game as the Oracle and I've also thought about is it possible this whole thing like my, my, my thought ages ago I thought, I can't, I don't know why, I just got this feeling everybody else is not conscious. So everybody else on this earth, the only conscious person is you. So if you're listening to this and you know that you're conscious, it means I'm not conscious in your world. I'm like a probability-based being. But in my world, because I'm conscious, everyone else is a probability-based being. So what happens is... What's going to happen is, at the end, you're either going to end up on the positive or the negative. 
and it won't affect anybody else. Because the only person who's, who's going to get affected is you, because you're the only conscious one. So it's almost like what's happened is everyone's been put into their own self-contained little... What do you call it? A little squirrel down there. Everyone's been put into their own self-contained... I would call it... Hmm... I want to say prison, not really. <laughs> it's, it's more like a little playpen. That's what I think. <laughs> little playpen. So it's almost like we've been put into these little playpens. No, it's not a playpen. It's a... Um, oh, what do you call it? Getting distracted by people. See, now this is a funny thing. If these people really are not... If these people are actually robots, probability-based beings, then you're getting afraid of something which, are, which actually isn't real. <laughs> That's how mad it is. <laughs> Little doggies. The trees down here are like Christmas trees. Big, massive Christmas trees. Oh, I've lost my train of thought now. I can't even remember what I was talking about. What was I talking about then? No, it's gone. I've got this quote. If it's important, you remember it. So maybe if I stop trying to remember that, it'll come back to me. I'll tell you what, my mum said the other day, she... She went, She thought, wonder what it's like down here at night time. Walking around the woods in the middle of the night. Imagine that. Must be very cool. Still trying to remember what I was talking about then. Like a cir- I'm, I'm like a circle in a world of squares. I like that. So let's get into the studying thing. So what I'm doing is, at the minute, I'm doing my studying. And I know that if I focus, I can get really good at drawing. Because everything is just the same thing. Everything is the same. If, if you want to get good at something, all you've got to do is practice. It really is that simple. Probability-based beings... Talk about probability based beings. So I know if I put all my attention into studying, I'm going to get really good at studying. But also, if I put all my attention into well, anything, lucid dreaming, you're going to, I'm having quite a lot of out of body experiences at the minute. That's the thing. See, for me, Spiritual stuff seems more important than art stuff. So I'm pulled between studying and... I guess what's happened is I'm sort of thinking, what is the point in... What's the point in doing anything, really? That's what I think. Yeah, it's weird. 
going to walk up this little cliff edge. I've not been up here before. Reminds me of childhood. I used to, me and my sister used to do this. Climb up these like cliff edges. <laughs> I've got to do it with one hand. It's quite hard. Hollies. So the other thing is, yeah, if this world, let's imagine this world is, is your own personal, oh, there's a word for it. It's your own personal test, I suppose. And the point is, all that's happening is the system's trying to find out if, if you are a positive or a negative. So in order to prove you're a positive, you have to be positive in a world of negative. In order to prove you're a negative, you'd have to be a negative in a world of positives. So this goes into that thing, if there's a word for this as well, this is what's quite weird about it, what's it called? There was a word about it, something, Smithonians or something, I'd never heard of that before but basically I think it's called Smithonians, <laughs> it reminds me of the Smurfs, but what it is, they, what is this, it's like a religion or something, what they believe is that they're the only one and the thing is it sounds mental you think well, how can you be the only one because there's loads of other people but the thing is just because you're the only one doesn't mean there's doesn't mean that everyone else isn't also basically what it is is it even explains in my opinion what would a religion say they say that what has happened is the creator has split itself off into everything so it's experiencing itself as everything well this gets explained in my opinion if if what's happened is yeah the best way to do that in my opinion would be to split yourself off into each person have each person existing separately but at night time when you go to sleep you're uploading and downloading the data of each person's experience so that the next day the probability based beings are like getting updated with the new data so because you're interacting with each because you're interacting with each of the other probability based beings even though everyone's separate you're still all together you're, you're influencing everyone ah this goes into this week's inspirational quote to the world, you may be just one person, but to one person, you may be the world. <laughs> That's this week's inspirational quote. I feel like that actually sort of explains it. You are both... This is the thing, see? You are both, you are both on your own. See, you are... Yeah. You are both on your own, but at the same time, you're actually all... You're all the all the probability-based beings are you. So you're, they're all conscious, but they're also all. In other words, there's let's say there's a million universes. In all of the other universes, Sophie is not conscious. She she's a probability-based being. <laughs> How mad is that? I like that. So you're actually, 
you're influencing everyone indirectly, I suppose. Another little butterfly. This is why I feel like um, spiritual things are more important at the minute. Doggy! Yeah. Doggy! <laughs> it's quite funny. Doggy, doggy, doggy. Hey, right, so Hello there. The devil and the devil and something the devil the devil sets us all free. That's what I've wrote. In the Matrix, the Oracle basically lets the devil in because she has faith the one will overcome the devil and set us all free. See? It goes back to that thing I thought about with Satguru and um, Dalai Lama. Maybe they're playing the ultimate game. In them getting corrupted, on the surface, it looks like they've, they've lost their way. What's actually happened is they're actually playing the bigger game. Imagine if the... Try and put yourself in a situation where you believe in something. Let's say, for instance, you... Let's, this is the way I... This is how it feels to me. Let's say you don't want to chop your arm off. But the rest of the world says you've got to chop your arm off because otherwise something bad will happen or something. So everybody chops their arm off, but you don't want to chop your arm off. Imagine that. You're in a world where everyone's chopped their arms off. Imagine how much pressure there would be for you to chop your arm off. And what will happen is, if you were the only one left, because it's a numbers game, I reckon what would happen is, in the end, they would chop your arm off. But that would go against free will. So that's that thing I said about before. That this is why it all comes down to free will. Maybe you will be the last one left, and they, and they would, like, chop your arm off. But they would chop your arm off, you'd still be able to die smiling... Because you knew that you didn't agree to having your arm chopped off. This is why I feel like I feel like free will is the is the loophole. Free will seems to be the sort of key to this, in my opinion. I know this one went all over the place. I hope there was something in that. I was I was getting some mind attacks in this one as well, being a bit negative. And also the thing is, I don't know how to overcome some of my. Um, limitations last night I had this dream it was amazing so when I went to sleep I said I set my goal and I said tonight in my dreams I want to I want to learn how to let go that's what I said I caught myself in the middle of a dream <laughs> dogs there's dog up here being silly I think and so what happened last night was I didn't become lucid but I became aware of the fact I was dreaming as I woke up and what happened was, I, 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 was in, I caught myself in the middle of a dream where, I was, where what, I was dreaming. What happened was, I was in this dream, I was with my friend from school. So again, it goes back to my childhood. Ah, oh, there's a little lizard thing down here. <laughs> there's, there's a tree here that made, out, made it look like a lizard. 
some sort of a serpent. That's what the thing, isn't it? Dinosaurs. <laughs> There's a cool little tree down there as well. Boing. Doggies. So what happened in this dream was, I was, I was having an, I was like an interview with my friend from school. <laughs> See, I got a little bit nervous. Then. Hey, graveyard. I like to see graveyards. I might walk in there in a minute. Walk through the graveyards. <laughs> so, focus. So what happened was, I was in this interview with my friend, and it started out normally. It, it, I felt like it was a job interview. It starts out normally. They just want me to ask, answer some questions. I thought it was a bit weird that we were both in the interview together. What happened next was... The interview got more and more strange. So this other bloke came in and he started saying, he started like giving us little quizzes or something. We had, what happened was we had to shout out words. And I, I did sort of think this is a very strange quiz, a very strange job interview. <laughs> but I didn't, I stayed in the dream as a dreamer. What happened was then the original assessor was at the other side of the room. And she, she says, what did she say? Oh, yeah, she started dancing. How weird is that? So what happened was she started dancing. Like a very sexy dance. And the room was full of people. And I thought, this is what I thought in a dream. I thought, oh, I can't do that. I can't dance in front of people. So I got up off the table and I went, to, I went to start dancing, but I just thought, I can't do this. I looked back at my friend. My friend was still on the table. My friend was still sat at the table and he wasn't going to get up. So I at least started to get up, but I just thought, I can't do this. At that moment, I started waking up and I was still in the dream, but I was, I was awake and I was thinking, oh no, this is, this is the dream testing me to let go and I got so I, I, I had like tears forming in my eyes because I thought this is amazing the dream's given me exactly what I wanted which is basically the dream I felt like the dream was making me practice the things that I find scary which is like if, if I had to dance in front of people at the moment I don't think I could do it but the thing is, I know I can do it. Because I know that you can do anything. If, if you get your mind in the right place, you can. This is why it goes back to that thing. Do I really want to be spending my, all my time and energy focusing on getting good at art when I could put that energy into getting my mind to a place where I can do anything? It's quite hard for me to work out what's, what's the best thing to do. And the thing is, you've, you've only got so much time. Hey, that's a good one, isn't it? You've only got so much time. This is the thing. I can certainly see how you could end up having to be reincarnated. You've only got a certain amount of time to get near the road now. Isn't it strange how negative the sounds of like, humans is compared with nature? Shall I go in the graveyard? Yeah, I'm going to the graveyard. <laughs>
I like this little graveyard. I love going, I love graveyards. I think it's very important to be around death. That's what I think. I hope it's right to come in here with a camera. Do you reckon it is? Not sure. I think the thing with death for me is, I think when you're, when you're okay with death, see, for me, death is the key to fearlessness. Because if you can realise that you're going to die, well, what I've noticed is, if you actually focus on death, you realise you can't die. It's actually impossible. It's impossible. If you like, if you sort of really sit with it, you you realise that. So then, at that point, and also the other thing is, even if let's say when we die, we do die, and that's it, game over. That should also make me fearless because it's like because I, I can imagine right at the last minutes before you're about to die, you're going to be like, why didn't I have the courage to get up and start dancing in front of people? Because you'll realise it doesn't really matter. But in the moment, it does matter. This is what's so weird about it. So uh, a lot of the things for me at the minute is the mind is lies. That's what it is. Why I like coming through graveyards is you're face to face with death. And I love that. Also, they're always very peaceful, I find. Little graveyards. Quite weird, though, isn't it, to think that we're all going to end up dead. <laughs> it's quite weird. It is weird. So we're going into the great unknown, really. What I do know is, though, I know that it's not the end. How do you know that? I, I know I like graveyards I think I might leave it there for this one what I like doing is looking at all the gravestones and imagining what these people were like looking at all the names and stuff Oh, what a fantastic um, visual that is! We've got, we've got. What we've got is we've got like an angel without her arm. How mad is that? Because I said, imagine if you get your, you got to live in a world where you get your arm cut off. <laughs> There's an angel here, like a, a gravestone thing, without her arm. It's almost like something insane. This is everything I want to talk about things, but you can't really talk about certain things. You think you're going to get told off? It's a bit sad, but I like looking at the gravestones and sort of turning the little characters into creating little stories about them. I'm also always trying to find people who's got the same birthdays as me. <laughs> it's quite weird.
Okay, so what did I have in my notes? Selling your soul. This is hell. Matrix. Sakguru and the Dalai Lama. Are they playing the same game, I said. Yeah, are they playing for the... The question I've got is, are they playing for the dark side? Or are they actually playing for the for the light side and they're pretending? Hey, there's another little butterfly. I wonder if it's the same one from earlier. It's got those little eyes things. Somebody said the reason butterflies have got eyes on their wings is because from a distance they look like a big creature with eyes. So it helps them avoid getting eaten or something. I don't know if that's true or not. Also, I think it was my sister. She said butterflies only live for a few days or something. But this is the other thing. It's a few days to us, but how do we know that they're not experiencing time differently? So that butterfly might actually, like one second to the butterfly, might be like a a day to us. Because we're not really sure how animals are experiencing time, are we? This goes into someone else as well. I'm convinced. Hey, little sluggy. I love slugs. See, slugs have got a bad rep, I think. Do you wonder what it's like to be a little creature like that? Little slug. See, that slug is moving so slowly. I can't imagine time is the same for that slug. I've been seeing a lot of furry caterpillars lately as well. Which is, I like caterpillars. What I thought is, I'm, it really feels to me like time is speeding up. Some beautiful um, grey things in here. Got like a lady, I think she's holding a rose or something. Looks like, is it a rose? Got a load of little flowers. Oh, it looks like she's crying. So I thought, it, it feels to me like time is speeding up. And then I thought, you can't actually prove that it's not. So what if what's actually happening is, the closer we get to death, the quicker time goes, but because time is measured by time itself, <laughs> you can't actually work out whether it's speeding up. Because if, if you said, well, it can't be speeding up because this film, which was an hour long ten years ago, is still an hour long. That's it. The only way you can measure time is with time. So if time is speeding up, it means the measurement's speeding up. So... You, so I thought, is it possible what's actually happening is, because you're getting closer to the end, almost like you've got like a spiral, and as it gets closer to the centre, because there's less distance, it's going to go a lot quicker. Because everybody seems to say that as they get older, time's going quicker. Because I remember as a child, they seem to last for years. And you think, well, a lot of people say it's just a feeling. 
how do we not know that it actually is speeding up? And it also goes into the universe as well, because the scientists are saying that the the Earth, the universe is is expanding, and it's the expansion of the universe is actually speeding up. So this goes into something else as well. I tell you what I love about it around here: you've got like um, the nature, and you've got the city in the background. There's something, something cool about that. This goes into something else because what they said was, they said what's happening is, like a fractal, inside of us is a load of cells. If you zoomed in on those cells, it would look, it, they would look like little humans inside of a universe. So, the, so what happens then is, we become a universe to the cells inside of us. But we are we are a cell inside of the universe. If you zoomed out, you would you would realise that the universe is actually a a creature, and you're like a cell inside of inside of itself. And it, this goes into what I said about on the podcast. When was it? In the Garden of Eden one, two episodes ago. I said about, I also said about this years ago, I, I said the creator's creations are creating the creator. And I said, is it possible what's happened is the creator has created all these creatures and what they're trying to do is they're trying to recreate, they're trying to recreate themselves basically to create like, an, a, create like a friend. So it has to go through the process of finding somebody, a creature that is like itself because it wants to be around harmony. It doesn't want to create a creature, bring it into existence, which would be like the spirit realm. It doesn't want to bring into existence something that's going to put the spirit realm out of balance. So it's created this physical world, put us all inside of it, which is really only itself, experiencing all these little creatures, to find which ones are going to become spiritual creatures which means you would become like a creator. I think that's brilliant. So it sort of, it all sort of says the same thing. And then you look at, well, this is what's weird. You look at like, what's it called? Quantum mechanics. They're basically saying the same thing. And then the ancient spiritual things have been saying the same thing. And in your own experience, when you start going deep into things, you experience the same thing. It goes into that other thing. The reason everyone experiences this, but explains it in different ways, is because it's the truth. This is why I feel like numbers is the best way to talk about it. Because you can't misinterpret numbers... Like, one is one. Whereas if somebody spells the, the number one, and then somebody else, like, even the number one, you, you, if you say one as in one, with words, there's another word for one, which is you've won something, like a prize. So all, all, all of a sudden, one, the word one doesn't just mean one, the number one, it actually means multiple things. 
So that's how I see like that's how I see like the the truth is is numbers. It's got to be numbers, I think. That's what I think. There's a little church down here. Hey, little squirrel running down the road. <laughs> oh, that's quite funny to me, that is. Imagine if you saw a little squirrel in a little car driving down the road. A little squirrel car. I imagine he'd have a big nut. I feel like he'd have a, a nut on wheels. Maybe he wouldn't need a wheel. The nut could be the wheel. So the squirrel gets inside the nut and puts a little helmet on and then the nut rolls down the hill. <laughs> That'd be quite cool actually. And then what happens is he's got these, what he does is he puts out, he's got like, he put, when he puts his foot on the brakes, what it does is it puts like a little thing out of the nut, which scrapes across across the ground, like an anchor. And he's got like a bit of string on it, so it's, it's not going to sort of suddenly stop him. There'll be a gradual stop, a bit of like resistance or something. <laughs> That's quite cool. Hey, the crow. Lots of um wonder what animals are thinking. I always think that. See if we're inside of a dream they might just be little computer programs. I thought I think about this a lot. I, I stand in the middle of the street sometimes, look at everyone walking past and I think are they actually computer programs? pretending to be walking to make it look like the street is populated with other people but really there's nobody there it's just me and then if I'm spending my life afraid of these other people really you're afraid of nothing because there's nothing there it's quite mad I hope you enjoyed this one. What am I going to call this one? I think I'll call this one Selling Your Soul, I suppose. Even the word selling. Selling. It's got free will in it. Because if you're selling something, you're agreeing to sell it. That's the thing. It really it really does come down. Free will is powerful. That's our gift. That's what I think. I think free will is our gift and we just take it for granted. That's it for this one. All that's left is little Dennis. He's got to finish it off for us. And this week's little inspirational quote, it goes to Brandy Sunder. B-R-A-N-D-I. S-N-Y-D-E-R Brandy Sudender I love this one There's, You can interpret this one loads of ways I think To the world you may be just one person But to one person you may be the world 